Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. It is Niall Boylan with you right to, to one o'clock in the morning. Uh, the news tonight, of course, uh, 46 new cases. And again, nobody has died, thankfully. Uh, just to verify, by the way, those cases again located in that cluster in Kildare. 33 of those cases located in Kildare in that cluster. Seven in Dublin and five spread across the country. So if you take away the cluster, um, you're left with seven and five. It's obviously 12 people across the country. We have identified a cluster in Kildare and the government have decided in all their wisdom to pause the phases once again much to the dismay of most of the people in the entertainment industry and those who have the wet pubs, as they call them. Have a quick listen to what Michal Martin said a little bit earlier on. Pubs, bars, hotel bars, nightclubs and casinos will remain closed. Also, the current restrictions on numbers attending indoor and outdoor gatherings will remain unchanged. We will review the evidence again in three weeks' time. I know that this will come as a blow to pub owners and I want them to know that I have enormous sympathy for their plight. It almost sounds like he's speaking in a pulpit in a church there with a bit of an echo in the background, doesn't it? Because he might as well be because he's preaching to the unconverted or those who are not converted because I can see there is a massive backlash going on on social media at the moment in relation to this. There is no scientific reason for this decision, none whatsoever, because, as it was mentioned earlier on today by the Vintners Association or the Vintners of Ireland, that there has been no clusters identified or no cases identified coming from gastropubs, which opened three weeks ago now, when, of course, the phases were paused initially for the other pubs. There has been no cases identified in pubs or restaurants or anywhere like that. So the scientific data used to make decisions, and that's what we should be making decisions on, based on science. Across Europe at the moment, people are saying there's a second wave. There isn't really a second wave. If you look across Europe, you will see absolutely there's an increase in cases, which is logical because every country has removed the restrictions, allowed companies to go back to work, allowed businesses to reopen. People are starting to meet again. Of course, you're going to see an increase in cases. What do you expect? The virus is still there. But thankfully, the debt rate is still declining across Europe. So the cases are going up, but the debt rate is going down. So what does that tell you? The majority of people, and we can see that in our own cases over the last week, where we've had a few cases over the last week, a lot of those cases are under the age of 65. Many of them would be asymptomatic, if that's even such a thing. There's no other time in history where we have described any illness, disease or virus as being asymptomatic. In other words, you're healthy, but you're sick. Anyway, asymptomatic or very little symptoms at all. You can be assured that out of the cases today, hopefully none of those people will die if they're under the age of 65. And we're not suggesting for a minute that if you're over 65, your life is worth less. It certainly isn't. But obviously, if you're over 65, you are more vulnerable to the virus. And that is a point that people have to take on board themselves, particularly if they're over 65 and they're in a vulnerable situation, that maybe they're immune compromised or maybe they have underlying illnesses. You have to take that into consideration yourself. But that would go without saying with any virus or when you walk outdoors and you meet other people and there's always that possibility. But I think at this stage, there has to be a point where the citizens of Ireland are watching the economy go down the toilet. For what? We're seeing nobody... In the last three weeks, I would say... I I, I don't have the figures to hand here to, to me. But in the last two to three weeks, sporadically, we've seen one death every now and again. Now, that's one too many, by the way. 
because we don't want to see anybody die of any illness. But sadly, it's a fact of life that 90 people die in Ireland every single day. Every single day, 90 people die in Ireland. A third of those will die of cancer. The rest will die from heart disease, respiratory problems, other illnesses, accidents. People die every day. We're human. We're mortal. We're not immortal. We do die. What are we trying to do here? What are we trying to achieve? Why do, if we're doing this with COVID-19, why not do it with every other illness as well? Why not ban every advertisement for junk food? Why don't we stop serving alcohol? Why don't we ban cigarettes? We're not doing all those things because we agree and we universally agree that there's a trade-off in life. For example, we don't ban people from jumping out of airplanes or parachutes, although many of them die every year. We don't ban people from climbing mountains and many of them die every year. We don't ban people from doing things because it's a trade-off. We accept that people will die. We accept there's risks in life. At the moment, one of those risks, as well as getting many other viruses, by the way, which are out there, one of those risks in life is that if you go outside, there's a very minimal risk at the moment that you could get COVID-19 and an even more minimal risk that you will actually die. Nobody has died today. Was it one yesterday? No, nobody died yesterday. It was one the day before, I think. So the cases are going up, but the debt rate is still declining. But yet the government make this decision to destroy people's livelihoods. And I know some of you agree with it. And, I, and I, at this stage, I can't understand why. I, I could understand, like everybody else at the start of this, none of us knew what we were dealing with. We all went into a bit of a panic. Everything that was thrown at us in the media, we believed. And we, we took it in good faith that the right decisions were being made. I was one of the very ones who said that when Leo Varadkar made that first speech, I was quite proud of him as a statesman. When I look back in hindsight... He was wrong. He said even with a lockdown, tens of thousands of people would die. They didn't. So they got it wrong. So, okay, they got it wrong. Let's now try and get it right. Because if we don't, we're looking at a disaster for the economy. And that's not just about money. That's about lives. It's about mental health. It's about everything else that goes along with it. It's about people's livelihoods. I want to know, do you believe the government made the right decision? For those of you who are planning on having a wedding in two weeks' time or a week's time, forget about it. Won't be happening now if you have over 50 people. For those of you planning an outdoor event, the numbers have been restricted again. And following the meeting, meeting of the National Public Health Emergency Team, NEFIT this morning, Cabinet met today at four o'clock and discussed two contentious subjects. Uh, the first of the two, uh, phase four on August, uh, the 10th of August, to allow the pubs that don't serve food to reopen. And they said, nope, some pubs that serve food uh, were allowed to open, as you know, on the 29th of June as part of phase three. The number of people allowed to gather outdoors at organised events is to stay at 200 people. Uh, the 3,500 pubs will remain closed. Uh, there were 85 confirmed COVID cases on Thursday, followed by 38 on Friday, 45 on Saturday, 53 on Sunday, 46 yesterday, and there were 45 new confirmed cases today. And all in all, I think two or three people died in that period of time. Two or three valuable lives who all have friends and family. But nonetheless, people die every single day. Can I just point out as well that as well as those people, there was another Four, or in the last four days there was roughly another 450 people died in the country. Can I say my condolences to all those people who died as well? But we're not bringing in restrictions in life for all that as well. Because if we did we'd be in a shocking state altogether. We never did it before. And then to top it all off the HSE puts out a story today. The Irish Independent. The HSE you're, where else would we accept this in society, right? The HSE have told people have phone sex and masturbate don't be having sex with people because you could pass on the infection. We have multitudes of STDs, HPV, HIV, 
gonorrhea, herpes, all those, many of them can be life-threatening. Particularly more recently, we've talked about HPV. Thankfully, we have a vaccine now for that. Many of them are life-threatening. The HSE has never told us all to have phone sex and masturbate before. I've never heard anything like the way people are carrying on over this. But that's just my opinion. Maybe you completely disagree with me. You're welcome to give me a call. The number is 87 188 That's 087-188-0008. On the phone is Daniel Smith from Grogan's Castle Lounge. Uh, Daniel, good afternoon to you. Hey, no, how's it going? Sorry for leaving you waiting there. My little rant at the start tend to go on a little bit there. I understand, I understand. But I'm a bit angry, I'll be honest with you, because I worked in that business, in the entertainment as a DJ, for many, many years, Daniel. And I can only imagine your frustration. Yes, uh, obviously, the sounds that were coming out of government ministers and NEFET officials for the last few days, it was kind of expected today, but still comes as a big kick in the teeth and left us really frustrated. Were you holding on to a little? Were you holding on to a little bit of hope there today that maybe they'll let us open? You always have to have a little bit, but yeah. not like I was. I was on the show with you three weeks ago before they stopped, before they pushed phase four back originally. Yeah, and we spoke about things around supports needed for the sector, guidelines that had to be published. We're still waiting on them now. Like even even if it's being kicked down the road, why haven't the guidelines been published at this stage? They've had three months now really since the original roadmap was uh, laid out so like well, it's not mutually exclusive and it's just uh, it seems like a calamity of errors but he said Bihar Martin said he sympathises with pub owners it is stopping them providing a great service international experience shows that pubs and nightclubs lead to increased transmission uh, that would be the worst thing that could happen to this country now the thing about it is there's no evidence of that in this country He's looking at other countries. He's not looking at our country. I mean, we've the gastro pubs are open now for the last three weeks, or, or longer, should I say, and there is no evidence of any clusters or cases or contact tracing where people have got COVID nineteen or indeed died, um, being in a pub at night. That's yeah, that's a particular point of contention for me, because you've seen in recent in the last couple of months, if reporters ask any of the officials why. Ireland's doing this slow and like say Spain have opened up or but Ireland are so slow at doing it and they say oh we're not Spain and we do things differently yet the reason they're citing for keeping the pubs closed is international experience mm. like how can you compare what we would do to what is going on in Spain or what is going on in England going to be operating under different circumstances going to be different rules like it's it's incomparable I mean I don't see why they couldn't just impose, if they really wanted to, the same rules. Now, I know they've actually imposed restrictions on the gastropubs now that they have to close at 11 o'clock. This is a new thing, by the way. It's almost like there's going to be a curfew now as well. Um, Well, I know it's not exactly a curfew, but that's what they're suggesting. They have to close at 11 o'clock. Maybe we'll all have to be in bed by 12 by the next time, the next phase. But anyway, um, I don't see what the difference is, apart from the fact that they're serving food. They could have put a guideline in that said you must only have a certain amount of people for the capacity of your pub. I think absolutely. I think most pub owners would have been happy enough to do that in the short term anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Like as long as you get the doors open, you get trade and you get your staff back in, mm. you get your customers back in, you do anything. And it's a matter of like it's a matter of now it's life and death for a lot of pubs. Well you, you heard what he said when he was asked when they'll be open, didn't you? Yeah. He doesn't even know if it'll be this year. Yeah. So I mean like, what so what are you thinking then? Coming from a government who have given absolutely no supports to the industry. The, the July stimulus package was nothing compared to what was expected. 
there was a 2% fat production across the board, but there was nothing specific for our industry that's going to help us through this. Like, there's a commercial waste waiver, waiver until the end of September. We probably won't be open by the end of September. So it's useless to us, like. And at the moment, obviously, you're still getting a wage subsidy, but that's that's going to be limited, to, as you rightly said, till September. And yeah, that, and that, that's going to be cut in September. The unemployment payment for any staff who were laid off is going to be cut in September. Like, these people these people need to make a livelihood. Yeah. And, and But, but uh, again, you've still, got, you've still got bills to pay. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and everyone does. Yeah. I mean, I, if I was in your business now, particularly if it was like a family-run pub that's been in generations of my family, and, and I heard Michael Martin saying tonight when he was asked will they open this year, and he said, I can't give any guarantees right now, I'd be devastated. Yeah. I'd, I think but, I'd be on the phone to my solicitor to see how quickly I could sue the state. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I'm, yeah, I mean, you may laugh. I'd be absolutely, I'd, I'd be wanting to sue them. I mean, it's, 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 it's not, it's not, I mean, if there was a science, if suddenly, you know, and gosh, I hope it doesn't happen, but if suddenly there was, you know, 100 deaths in the country tomorrow and, you know, 300 cases, I could understand. But the fact that yeah. nobody has actually really died in the last couple of weeks, well, there's been one or two deaths in the last couple of weeks, and these are but just cases. I mean, cases, most of which are probably, you know, have, you know, symptoms that wouldn't be too bad. I mean that were closing all these businesses and destroying all these people's livelihoods. Yeah, like you look at, obviously since the gastropubs and restaurants were reopened, there's been no known clusters no. associated with them. But you're still getting clusters in factories. Meat factories. Open, yeah, the the yeah, the meat factory why, thing is a strange thing. Yeah. Why aren't they being highly regulated with guidelines to follow and procedures be put in place like we would have to if we were to open? Like, if that's where the cases are stemming from, sort the sort the problem sort of at the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Don't try and punish other businesses who haven't been given a chance to basically operate safely. And were your staff, how many staff have you got, by the way? Uh, 14. They are planning on coming back on Monday, yeah? Yep. So that's oh. three weeks, three weeks more down the line. So they're all still on the COVID payment now for another three weeks. Yep. Or subsidy. How many, how many have you got on subsidy? Have you had to let any go, did you? Uh, no, we've got some on subsidy and then some are on the unemployment payment. Right, okay, okay, okay. And what about stock? Did you order stock in? No, we didn't order stock purposely because... You just thought it was going to happen we again. Weren't, yeah, we weren't sure, so... Yeah. No well, point taking the risk with us. Well, just, just stay there for a second because Deirdre was on us earlier. Deirdre, you're on Classic. It's Adrian Deirdre. Devastated, Crow Park, Crow Park, Pope in Cork. Sorry, Cork it was, not it? Yeah. No, Cork in County Limerick. Oh, Cork in County Limerick. Sorry, I apologise. Yeah, okay. Not at all, Niall, not at all. Okay. Um, Niall, devastation. Um, it's like a death in the parish. I don't need to overlook the people that have lost their loved ones and whatever in this situation. I, I, sorry, Helene's just clarified because I wasn't too sure. I, just, I was trying to remember off the top of my head. The last person that died of COVID-19 in this country uh, was on July the 30th. Okay. Yeah, but it, like, I, I'm not overlooking the people that have lost love, loved ones. Yeah. Um, like this, this evening here in Cork... Are you okay, Deirdre? Yeah. I know, I, un- I understand it's your livelihood, and I understand how damaging this is to you, and I understand how much it means to you. Oh, you have no idea. It's my whole life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I'm normally a stronger person than this, but I'll, the support I've got from my locals this evening, 
Um, amazing. But look, it's no good to us. The only thing, look, and I'm going to put a bit of fight back into myself. I'm going to pick myself up. And I want the publicans that are closed. We need to merge into Dublin at the Red Cow roundabout and put our case forward. It's, we've been treated so badly by... Look at... I, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to disagree, John. I, I, I agree with Pod. No, no, I agree with Padraig Cribben uh, from the um, Vintners Association, who was on, to, Vintners Federation of Ireland, who was on today, and he believed, and, and I'm sure you might actually agree with this as well, Daniel, that he believes the government are actually picking on the pubs at this stage. They're using them as some sort of pawn in this game now. Well, either this now, Niall, is there's, there's two ways we can do this. We either get together as a body, Republicans have to get together as a, people that are closed. And we have to we go and protest properly in our cars up to Dublin, not out in the streets and make a big hoo ha, but bring the traffic like the like the farmers do, or like they do in France. Bring the traffic to a standstill and make our point of view being heard. And have you have good. you have you or are you have you been on to other licensed premises in relation yes, to this I've protest? Yes, I've been speaking to I've been speaking to four of my neighbours within within diff, you know different little villages. Yeah, and they're prepared now. We're preparing to go to Dublin. And have you got we're a date? Have you got a date or a time? Have you organised? No, we're only organising it. Okay. Now. We're only organising okay, okay. it. We're 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 only putting it together this evening as we you know speak. Um, do you? Have, by the way, sorry, Daniel. Do you have a Facebook page? Do the the wet pubs have a Facebook page or something like that, or a group page that you all kind of talk on? No. Um, not that I know of. No. Okay. Okay. All right, okay. I mean, well, Daniel, you can hear the devastation in Deirdre's voice. That's, you know, her family pub, yeah. her family pub that's been open for... How many years are you open there, Deirdre? 17. Yeah. 17. And do you think... Absolutely, and yeah. it's... it's well, we're only a small community, All over the like. country. Mm. And, you know, I'd like... Look at that, that ledger you're talking to there. 14 staff. 14. Yeah. You know, I was talking to one of my neighbours here that has a pub tonight. And her staff. Devastated there tonight. There's none of us want to be out of work. We don't want to be out of work. I'm not that type of a person. I was never out of work in my life. I've always been self-employed. I love working. I love meeting people. I'll help anybody that I can. Just, we're a small little community, a very tight-knit community. And we, have, we should not be closed. We should not be closed. But if they, if, they, if they gave some sort of scientific explanation as to why you Absolutely. should be closed, I would agree with it. But I can't. But there's no explanation being given. No, there isn't. Like, and I, Niall, and I speaking to you today. You did spoke to me. I got sorry. a phone call this morning at a quarter to nine from somebody in politics that told me I knew that these pubs weren't opening this evening. I knew that at a quarter to nine this morning. I couldn't say it to you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I'm not that type of a person. I wouldn't say who, who gave me the, the, the inside information. But well, well, according to the government, Neffet only met. I know, obviously, you're, you're telling me differently, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not doubting you. I'm not doubting you. Yeah, but, they knew. But Neffet only met today. And yeah. that, that strikes me as rotten if somebody within politics knew that. Now, obviously, you don't have to mention anyone's name, but if somebody knew that, could tell you. Now, maybe they were speculating. No, they weren't speculating. So they when knew that. Speculating, they told me that the news was going to be bad this evening. That's exactly their words. That the news was and going to be bad that, this evening. And they told you that this morning at nine o'clock? At a quarter to nine this morning. And see, Daniel, this is what you're up against, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And it's just... 
Like, but, but, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, like, I mean, you're, you're, you're all being spun a yarn, if you ask me. I don't seems, know who's telling the like truth pubs, anymore. The situation with pubs is being used as basically a communication tool by the government to tell people that this is still here. And obviously, and absolutely it is still here and it is something that mm. needs to be taken seriously. Absolutely. But they should not be using it an entire industry to get their point across to the general public. Well, Daniel, are you prepared with me down here in the country to merge into Dublin next week if we can put a date together and, and, and just make our points of view being heard without going out in the streets and doing a riot or anything like that? Just a very... A peaceful protest. A, a, a respectful parade into Dublin, the same as the farmers would do when they're protesting for their rights. They went up the yeah. A50. The, 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 the red cow roundabout is the source to the whole of Ireland, so it is. It's the roundabout to the whole of Ireland. It, it feeds into Galway, the north of Ireland, Wexford, Wicklow, Carlow, Kilkenny, Limerick, Cork, everywhere. And we all merge in from our different sides of the country and get into Dublin City and let this government government know what they're after doing to us. We're not going to take this line down. They've done they've Killed rural Ireland for that. They're trying to do it every day. But I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to give up. I know, dear, I, I spoke to you today. You're a strong woman. And I, I, know, know. I, I, know, I know you are. And we all, have, we all have our weaknesses. Daniel, is there anything at all that you believe is different in relation to a wet pub versus a gastro pub? You know, in to you know for the risk factor. Where, I mean, where do you think the risk factor is in your pub versus you know uh, somewhere like uh, I don't know. I, I don't frequent pubs, but I don't know. The, you know, the Coachman's Inn, for example, where, where they serve food and it's very well run. So, where do you think the difference is? Personally, I wouldn't think there is any difference. Apart like from food, the gastro pubs who have opened for the most part have been been absolutely brilliant and they've adhered to the guidelines to a T and that's been shown by the reports from the Gardaí with very few pubs being cut out basically and yeah. breach of them and so I don't see why we're not being afforded the opportunity to put in the same efforts and do the same work like we could operate we could operate under the exact same criteria as them remove the food we could have time limits we could have social distancing it can be done but we're not being given the chance to do it no chance whatsoever Daniel no chance no, yeah. no, you're, just, you're 100% right. Well, see, I, mean, well, I mean, personally speaking, I disagree with the time limits anyway because all I've heard from people in relation to time limits is instead of going staying in one pub, or, you know, what they're doing is they just put, go into another pub and buy another burger and chips and stay for another hour and a half. So all it's doing is, and if somebody rightly pointed out, I think it was Patrick Cribble pointed out today, if somebody happened to be infected with COVID-19, they're going into a pub, staying there for 105 minutes or whatever it is, and then going to another pub and spreading it again there. So it, it actually defeats the purpose. So actually, to be honest with you, it's a stupid rule for 105 minutes. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's, like, that's, a, that's a difference. The different kettle of fish altogether. Like even But a lot of this is making I, I no scientific sense. You know what I mean? I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with it the real myself, but if they said you can open if you do that, absolutely you do it. At the end of the day it's just about getting the doors open. And I'm sorry there, lads, but I don't agree that the VFI have done enough for, for the for the for the pubs. they should have us they should have us pumped up. So they should they haven't pumped us up to to come out and fight our case. They're not giving us the correct support, so they're not. And what about the LVA, Daniel? Are they doing enough? Yeah, absolutely. They've been great throughout this. They've really drummed up the publicity and made sure that our 
basically our our voices as a mm. as a industry is being heard and like you've seen for the last two three months the pubs have been on the news every day near enough yeah and Deirdre in fairness you know Padre Cribben I know was uh, Donald O'Keefe isn't it from the VFA or the LVA and uh, Padre Cribben Deirdre like he was on with us today he's been on every radio station today and we, we, we gave him a quick call there tonight but he's knackered tired and he said he'd come on with us again tomorrow yeah. So he's back up at seven o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I mean, you know what I mean. They're doing as much as they can, I suppose. No, well, I, I mean, he is not. shouting. He is giving out. Yeah, giving out. But we're not pulling together as a group. We're not being pulled together as a group to fight this. So we're not. We have to. We have to bond, and we have to. We have to get out there and support each other. And the only way I can think about this is that we go to Dublin and make our point be seen and heard. Did you watch Michal Martin on the news tonight, Deirdre? He makes me sick, to tell you the truth. Okay, well, I, I had a lot of hope from at the start, but, but I, I to be honest, I've, I've lost that hope. But anyway, uh, he says uh, we can't, when he was asked, will they be open this year? He said we can't give any guarantees. Their heart yeah. must have sunk when you heard him saying that. As, as I said to you, Niall, it's like a death in the parish. It's the very same with a very small community. Mm-hmm. And the amount of support that I've had this evening from all my majority of my, my customers, friends from all over the world, people that have been to my pub from abroad um, that just has passed, you know, come through, like stayed in the area. The support that I've got this evening from Marlin people has just been phenomenal. Do, OK, uh, thank you very much indeed, uh, Daniel, for coming on the air. And I appreciate you and, and I, I wish thanks, you luck. Thanks, uh, and you, well, Deirdre, you stay there for a second if you want. OK. Uh, I know Daniel is a busy man, but Daniel, thanks very much from Grogan's Castle Lounge uh, and obviously very devastated by this news. Let me go to Jack as well. Jack, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Jack? Hi, how's it going? How are you? Jack, I, I'm listening to Deirdre there. The woman is devastated. Devastated. I mean, yeah. obviously she's a wet pub. You're, you're in a gastro pub. Yes, I, I've been working in the gastropub so since June. So, oh, just to clarify for listeners, by the way, in case you don't know, gastropub, the only difference is one serves food, the gastropub serves food, the, the, the wet pub doesn't serve food, in case people didn't know what gastro meant. Sorry, go ahead, Jack. Yeah, so since June 29th, like, we've been flat out. Like, I've been working all day, like, you know, serving hundreds of customers, you know, open business as usual, like, up in the kitchen. So my point is, why on earth are we allowed to serve hundreds of customers a day like, not a bother. But then there's uh, there's other pubs, like, around that are close to the gastro pub that don't serve food, that generally just serve, like, a few outlaws and a much smaller group of people. But, yet yeah, they're being kept closed, whereas the gastro pub I work in serves hundreds of people a day. So you'd, have a bigger, you'd probably have a bigger footfall, is what you're saying. Oh, like, 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 like so much bigger than yeah. some of the smaller pubs. Like, you know, it, it just it makes absolutely no sense. And, like, none of the rules that they're coming up with at the moment are based on any science at all. Like, well, I mean, well, I have to say the best one I heard tonight was from the HSE advising people to have phone sex and masturbate. <laughs> like, I, that, I, I know you, I know <laughs> you might think that's <laughs> funny. Like, they literally are making no sense <laughs> at all. Like, I know, I know you think I'm having a laugh. I'm, I'm actually not. <laughs> I know, I know. The HSE put out a press release, it was in the Irish Independent this evening, and they're advising people to have phone or internet sex and masturbate instead of actually having sex because you might risk passing on an infection. <laughs> Jeez, so you pass on more than COVID-19, I'll tell you. <laughs> 
they're saying that they're going to that we have to close at 11 o'clock now. That's Is right, Jay. Yeah. So you have to be, customers have to be off the premises. Now, not, you don't have to stop serving. Um, the new uh, restrictions mean the new measure, restaurants and pubs are, that are now open will need to ensure that all customers are off the premises by 11 o'clock. Oh, so, so does COVID-19 sleep before oh, 11 o'clock? Oh, it does. It goes to bed. COVID-19 goes to bed at 11 o'clock. what is the story here? Like, And then you have to avoid a nine-year-old meal because... You're that's a, that's a cure for COVID-19. That's the cure. None of it's making sense. The rules are favouring... Chicken nuggets and chips is a cure for COVID. You should have known that. Yeah, but like, <laughs> the rules are favouring wealthy pub owners and not local pub owners. There's just... I don't get it. it just, it's not making sense. We're going backwards, not forwards with the rules. You know, it's just... I really am boggled by it. And I just worked the whole August bank holiday weekend there, flat out, and like serving so many customers... And yet they're coming out now saying other pubs can't open. And like it's just, it's just it boggles my mind. Well, I mean, mind. you guys have been open for three weeks. We haven't seen a massive increase in cases. Yes, there's been an increase, but that was obvious because people are going back out there, and about there, and they're meeting. There's going to be increases. Of course, there's going to be rises and falls. Like and yeah. like until there's a vaccine. Well, thankfully, thankfully, not many people are dying. Thankfully. Like, what, like what, when does it end? Like, I, I really had hopes that we were going to make progress. But after today, I'm, I'm honestly deflated. I don't see any sign of us getting back to normal now we're just like the rules are just gone mad I, like, I just don't I'm just making it, it up as they're going along now making it up as they go along Niall and, and, and it's 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 mind blown is the only word you could use it's but, I, but, I, but I, I'm more shocked to the fact that they were going on all day today that Neffet were meeting and it was a big we were waiting for the announcement that they're, but you told me that a politician rang you this morning at a quarter to nine and told you yeah that shocks absolutely. me absolutely uh, uh, funny enough, some of the local pubs in the town that I live in, they were expecting the government to fall back on this, because this isn't the second time. Well, uh, well everybody kind of speculated on it, all right, yeah. So, so what they were planning to do already is to set up a food van outside it, so that it, they could technically say that they're, or, that they're serving food, you know what I mean? Well, I don't, I mean, Deirdre can clarify this. Deirdre, if, yes. you, if you had, say, a little pizza stand yes. outside... Yeah. Yeah. And we're serving, it's, you know, one ninety. You buy them in, I don't know, Iceland, one pound or one yeah, euro piece. Yeah, yeah. But the thing about it is, Niall, right, be realistic. This is a small little town, small little village. But could you do that? Way. Do you have to have a, sp- a particular license? No, I could do it. Yeah, we could do it. I could get people to bring in food even. I can get caterers in. Or I don't want to be, I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to break the law because that would, would that. Yeah, that, I know what you mean. Yeah. But no, but with that, that wouldn't be breaking the law. Make you immune to COVID nineteen? Apparently, I don't know. You know, who knows what they're going to say now? <laughs> but like, but but the, but the thing, right? This village that I'm living in, right? There is no way that the customers are all people that have been working all day. They come out for their three or four drinks, sit down. It's, it mainly come out for a chat and a bit of company. It's rural Ireland, right? Then they don't want a burger or they don't want a pizza or no, they just want to step off and have a pint. And ha- they just want to sit down and have a chat. Yeah. They just want to sit down and have a They also up. mentioned, by the way, Leo Varadkar was talking about the fact that obviously they want to make sure the cases stay down for the schools to open in September. This is what they were talking oh, about in Great that, Britain. They are not related at all. I don't no. Give, unless no, unless school kids better. are going in for a pint after school. I, I, you know what I mean? I, I don't know how, where the relationship is. And, and pubs got to do with each other at all. But, but did, they not say at the, did they not say at the very beginning of this, um, when they started the COVID, um, when it started, that the children were, we say young people were the 
would, would spread well, the spreaders kind against, of turned out yeah. that they are not the spreaders. No, they're so not. They're, they're, they're not. They're not the spreaders of this. I mean, that, that's yeah. I mean, and I I was listening to Mark Woolhouse from Sage, who is kind of the UK version of Neffet. He's an an epidemiologist from uh, Glasgow or Edinburgh University, and he said there is not one case in the whole world proven, not one proven case of but a pupil passing COVID nineteen to a teacher. And yeah, but that's what they were trying to say, which makes no sense whatsoever. Mm. Makes no mm. sense whatsoever. So we should keep, if that's the case, if children are spreading, so wouldn't it be realistic then to keep the, the schools closed? Well, why if would you want to? Yeah, we, we shouldn't be doing, we shouldn't be keeping the pubs or the schools closed. Yeah, and and I, th- I think Jack makes a good point. And the point is, I don't know why we're equating the two. I don't believe they've anything to do with each other. There is no relationship Nothing. between the two whatsoever. Exactly. Nothing at all. They're doing, and they're doing the same thing in the UK. Boris Johnson or his secretary, health secretary, has turned around now and said to open the schools, they may have to close the pubs again. And I'm yeah. going, what? Uh, no, no, can I make one more point before, before I go, please? Yeah, so, yeah. Regarding, so they're saying maybe with... with the, in the gastropubs where you're having food like it's table service so customers are keeping to the one table which you know could implement social distancing so why in the smaller pubs where they only serve drinks can they not just do table service but just with points well, that, well, that's what the LV, well that's what the vintners are saying today I mean they don't mind doing that I'm sure Deirdre wouldn't mind not one bit yeah. not one bit like they're, they're, like, and you can obviously trust our local pubs to implement them rules to do everything possible like it's almost as if they're not giving the pubs the trust to implement these rules I just don't get it at all it really makes no sense to me and that's I, I mean I can walk into my supermarket JC's tomorrow I don't know how many people will be in it uh, I don't know how many people it holds 100 people or 200 people they're allowed at a time I'm not too sure and I can walk around there for 2 hours if I want to 3 hours no one's ever going to kick me out yeah. and I'm, I'm equally at risk of there as I would be in a bar you know with a limited capacity obviously limiting your capacity to keep your social distance I'd be equally at risk Sure, sure, no, I'm going to Paris City to buy a TV, okay? And if you want to buy a TV, you want to obviously look at the TV in person like you're buying the same quality of the picture. Paris City said, no, you can't come in to look at the TV. You must buy it online. There's a supermarket right beside that Paris City with about 50 customers in. Somebody told me this already, that he was going in to buy something in Paris City and he went to the door and they have to go and get it for you. Or sure, something like. If I want to buy a TV, I want to see the quality. Uh, why would you want to buy anything if you if you weren't allowed to have a look at it? Oh. And he, I think it was a friend of mine, and he said he just wanted to go in to have a quick browse, like and a quick look. It's and they wouldn't. Off. And he said, "No, we don't. We don't let you do that." So, but that's grand. I'll just go into Curiso or Dick or, exactly or Harvey Normans. What, uh, the very same happened to us, Niall. We went to buy a computer, a laptop, my nephew, and I went with him, and we weren't allowed to go near it. We weren't allowed to touch it, and we went out to Harvey Normans about it. Yeah, that, that's a, why I just don't understand why the rules are different everywhere. I, it, everybody's kind of implementing their own little rules and th- instead of being some sort of universal rules, it's a mess. All right, listen, lads, thank you very much indeed. Uh, thank you to Jack and, and thank you as well there. Uh, dear, I want to go to Angela as well. Angela, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Angela? I'm grand. Oh, actually, well, the other two can stay there if they want to. Sorry, are they gone? Okay. Angela, go ahead. You're happy the pubs are not opening? I am. Uh, Angela, don't be such a bleeding doomsayer. I know we're going to have to. We are going. We are going to fall out. Why are you not happy about it? Or why are you? Why are you happy about this decision? Because I just think I know the stats. I know everything. But you know what? The numbers are going back up. Uh, Everyone, yeah, yeah. Uh, don't let me speak. The numbers are going back up. Yeah. Everyone is out trying drinking. All you have to do is look at Kilkee, you look at Dublin, you look at all of them. 
Yeah. And I'm yeah. just going for the sake of another three weeks. That's what sake you said. That what about what about three weeks ago? For the sake of another three weeks, and then in the thirtieth of August, will it be for the sake of another three weeks? How long do you think these companies and these businesses can? Sorry, I was relaxing on my chair there. How long do you think they can survive? Yeah, I without know. having their business, you don't, Angela. You're not taking it into consideration. What more? Oh, but what's the risk? What's the risk compared to a gastro pub that's already open? What's the risk? Okay, I you see this is this is my in my opinion that if you go in, sit down for an hour and a half, have a bit of food with the social distance, and you stay at the table, you might go down. Now, this is what I've done. You know, um, it's not like going into a pub, standing there, having a drink, and it does happen, Niall, and you can't say it's not going to happen. Could, but they could have brought in... Re- the, the, the wet pubs are given no regulations or guidelines yet. They could have brought in regulations for them. They would have been happy to implement them, whereby people are not allowed to stand. That they have to sit down, be seated. You think that's going to happen, Niall? But but hold on, it's happening in gastro pubs. Yeah, but you know what? It's people are going out knowing that they have to sit down and have a meal, right? Mm. Let's let's be honest. It's not, ah, Jay's Angela. In most gastro pubs, it's not a meal. It's a bleeding burger or a pizza. It's not a it's meal. Not actually, anywhere anywhere I have gone, right? I've gone into pub restaurants now, and I have sat down and had a meal. And I am not lying to you, on my life that I'm sitting here, I have not seen somebody sit down and order a pizza and have six or eight drinks. I haven't. I know. I only spoke to somebody yesterday who went out on Saturday with her husband and she said, we booked into three different places because they were going out on the lash. So they booked in They and basically just didn't really eat the food. So they booked into three different places. So they stayed for 105 minutes in each place. And that's wrong. Of course it's wrong, because if they did happen to have COVID-19, which they didn't, but if they did have, they'd be spreading it into three different places. They would be spreading it. So that, that's what I'm trying to so say. The, the, but so the rules are not making any sense. I mean, there's house parties happening all over the country. Now, don't get me wrong. You're not going to stop the house parties. But at least if you had the, all the pubs open, you're diluting the problem. The, the decision makes no, it makes no parties, sense, Angela. The house parties are full of kids and younger people. So no, no, no they're the not. Place. There's house parties with older people too. Yeah. No, they're not on the proportion that they are. Like, take a look at Kilkeith the weekend. That drove me mad. That was the bandstand, yeah, in Kilkeith. That was absolutely ridiculous because where, look at it, is where the hell were all the parents? When well, see, the Angela, I, listen, to here, here's, the, here's the problem here, right? Here's the we're, we're human beings, okay? Yeah. We like to have fun. Nobody is ever going to stop us having fun. We, well, they're trying their yeah. best. We like to interact with other human beings. And yeah. contrary to what the HSE says about having a wank and, um, you know, uh, internet sex and all that kind of stuff, right? We do like to have sex and we do like yeah. to have relationships. Okay, so the point is young people do that more than older people. They like to go out and enjoy themselves. We've taken away everything else from them. So there you have a load of students or a load of people in Kilkee walking past the bandstand. Somebody has a bright idea. Let's stick an L speaker up and play me, me iPod on it. And all of a sudden, before you knew it, there's 50 or 60 people dancing in the bandstand. Ah, uh, it's, 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 it's not the crime of the century. Kilkee, uh, at the weekend, there was over 700 kids. Yeah, okay. Down on I, that but, but you understand why they're doing it. They're frustrated. No, They've nothing to do. There's no, all the nightclubs are closed, all the bars are closed, well most of the bars they would go to, the student bars are closed, the nightclubs are closed, they don't have the money to be going in for meals with a pint. So that's why they're doing it. 
But no, these were kids. These were teenagers. Mm. And all their parents were sitting. I mean, they weren't even down the front. Do you know what I mean? They were all sitting up in their mobile homes. Yeah, but, what, yeah, mobile but what's, homes. I mean, I'm lost as to what's that got to do with the pubs? But that's they wouldn't be in the pubs anyway. No, no, no. What I'm saying, Niall, is, right, you open up the pubs, it's going to get worse and worse and worse. I think but if you don't open the pubs, is that not going to make this, pa- this whole thing worse? The fact that you'll have more parties? Because people are frustrated. Like, at the moment, you've got a few gastro pubs and they were complaining about the ones in Dame Street being too busy, right? But yeah. if you had the other pubs in Temple Bar, which are not are just the wet pubs, in Temple Bar open, it wouldn't be desolate in Temple Bar and you would have other people out of those gastro pubs oh, going out there into Temple Bar and you would dilute the, cr- the crowd. Yeah, and you'd have all those second Americans and everything well, coming uh, in. Who's all those Americans? Yeah. Who's all those yeah. Americans? All the tourists, all the American tourists that are meant to be back in two weeks self-isolate. No, no. They're meant to self-isolate when they come in, and they're not. So what you want to do is open the pubs so that they can just mix with everybody more, How long more are we going to do this for, Angela? I think all the citizens of this country deserve a good pat on the back because we've put up with this. Okay, we've put up with this now for five months, right? And if it was a situation that people were falling dead on the streets... I would absolutely understand the reason for all sorts of restrictions and lockdowns and we should be all locked into our houses. But that's not happening. It's not happening. I know. It's well, we were told at the start of this, listen, thanks very much. You are brilliant. What was Simon Harris saying? Let's, you know, let's flatten the curve. That's all we need to do. We know the virus is there. We're going to have to learn to live with it. But let's just flatten the curve. So let's have these restrictions. We're not flattening a curve. We're not even crushing a curve. We now want to eliminate the curve. It won't happen. You can't eliminate a virus. You can't. You have to wait till it expires. That could take 20 years. Yeah, because I wasn't impressed with something you said now earlier on now. Oh, you're never impressed. What did I say? I'm never impressed with you. That's why to get done. What did Just I say? the way you turned around and said, well, 99.9% of the people, something like that, get it, and they all survive it. Yes, That's yes. not fair. That's not fair now. Why is that not fair? I am actually, I'll tell you now, I am scared shitless. Okay, but, but, but absolutely. That's fine if you want to be scared shitless. That's great. And if you want to be scared shitless, you be scared shitless. And there are many other people in this country who are scared shitless and fair play to them. And if that keeps them safe or they feel that keeps them safe, far away. But there are a lot of people who are not scared shitless. And yeah. the point I was trying to make when I said today was we need to stop constantly giving out negative news. Over 99% of people, I don't know the exact figure, it seems to change on a daily basis, right? Okay, over 99% of people in this country do not die from COVID-19. Thank you, Jesus. Whoever, yeah. And that's in the world, by the way. So the mortality rate is less than 1%. We know that at the moment. At the the start, the WHO were talking to percentages of kind of 5%, which was kind of completely off the top. That would have been devastating for everybody. So the mortality rate is very low, thankfully. Right, it's t- nobody's saying it's not dangerous. Of course, it is to very vulnerable people. Sadly, it's a very ageist virus as well. It's picking on older people. Uh, it seems to be certainly when it comes to you know the age profile of the people who are sadly passing away from it. But I wanted to put out the good news that over ninety nine percent of people survive, and that's good I news. I know that just, uh, they just get and sick. It is great news, and, and like when I say thank you, Jesus, it's a phrase. I'm not. Well, you why know, are you giving out to me for saying that? It's a it's a factual statement. No, but what I'm saying is, it's, it's, I just know what it's like in a pub. Like you do, Niall. 
that there is no way inside the pub you're going to be able to hold social distancing. Right? Okay, well, well, stay there. Just stay there for a second because Stephen, you're on Classic Kids. Stephen, you think no. this has gone too far? Hey, you, United, yeah. yeah, Stephen, go ahead. What do you want to say? I mean, have a listen to your callers there. Well, not the previous one, but the ones before that. It's, I think we're all in agreement that it's um, very tough on the pub owners, like, you know, because they've been giving false promises, like, you know, oh, we'll review the situation every three weeks and so on. It's like, you can't imagine that, the, you know, the, the emotions when you're being put this false hope and mm. they're going to reopen. Like, this is people's livelihoods, don't forget, like, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but I think this, what's happening now, really, is one of the biggest psychological operations of mankind. This is not about a virus anymore. The, the mainstream media is the virus. Because I'll tell you why, it's constant fear, fear. Everywhere you look, the signs are in your face. And I think you've said it a few times, statistically, you've more chance of dying from a road accident than you do of this virus. Well, depending on your age group, and your age profile, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Under the, age, under the age of 65. Yes. The, 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 what's really worrying now is you see people outside the mask on. And every, everyone's entitled to wear the mask. It's no problem. But the people who decide not to wear a mask for whatever reasons have been looked at with filthy looks. They're being judged. And it's just society is going in the wrong way. By the way, way, that's another restriction they brought in today from the 10th of August. Yeah. Everybody must wear a mask. Now, I don't know if they're going to bring in legislation for this with a fine or something. I don't know. They haven't announced that yet. But from the 10th of August, you must wear a mask in shops and shopping centres. Well, look, you look what happened, what's happened in Australia at the moment. I mean, you think we have a bad look what's happening in Melbourne at the moment. Like, you know, mm. on the spot fines and everything. It's a police state over there at the moment. And I, I can see $10, that. $10,000 fine, I believe. You know, it's, it's madness. Like, and, but what I cannot and five, five people have died. All those people, by the way, one man was 95 years of age. One uh, woman was 80, 87. I'm not saying, by the way, their lives weren't valuable. Uh, but every, were, life, every, every life, every life is life, valuable, life. and I want and I want to state that. But yeah. many of those people, uh, their lives may have been cut short, but you know they had co- they were comorbidity and uh, they had underlying conditions. And um, many, and don't forget, a lot of people who have died. We don't know if they've died of COVID or not. We're we're just, we're being told they are, but we know for a fact that fraudulent manipulations happening on death certificates worldwide. I mean, and they even announced Brad kind of swear not so long ago that the. But he did, he did say he did say that they were removing some from the list, but he never got around to doing it. Who, I um, think he quoted something fifty-one to forty-nine percent. I don't know. We're in, in around that, but I mean, it's human error to make a few mistakes. But to, to figure it's that high to me, it sounds. A bit but it, it wasn't just the mistakes. He was talking about people who had died, but COVID nineteen, they they were positive for COVID nineteen, but it wasn't the cause of their death. And he also yeah, said that okay. he, he classified. Well, again, again, getting back to the pubs, um, their argument is the case numbers have gone up over the last five days, particularly. Um, sat, thankfully, only one person has died over the last five days since Thursday. Yeah. Um, but the case numbers have gone up, as they have, by the way, in Germany, um, Belgium, as far as I know, France, and many of the countries. The case numbers have gone up, but the debt rate is dropping. So the, we have at the moment what they call, are calling a case demic. Um, it's a bizarre statement to make. You, you, look at the, you look at the pub, are you telling me you have more chance of catching COVID in a pub than you do in a shopping centre or in a, or a I, shop? I don't, I don't see how you have. <laughs> This is this is my is, argument, Niall. Yeah. Yes, you do have more. Oh. And, okay. Because if you go into a pub, right? Okay, if you go into a shopping centre and you're walking around a shopping centre, okay, um, you're not going to be standing next to someone for 15 minutes. You go into a pub. Have you ever been in pennies, by the way? 
Yeah, but they're only... Okay, I, well, to be honest with you, I would much prefer to be standing beside the same people for 15 minutes or an hour and five minutes or whatever it is, or 105 minutes, than standing beside thousands of people. If you went into pennies, you're interacting with a lot more people than you would in a small pub. So that argument makes no sense, Angela. No, no. So your, your chances, I would imagine, the risk of you catching it, if indeed there is a risk at all, would be much higher in pennies than it would Nine, be in a small pub. Have you pub. ever been in pennies? Yes. Have you stood next to someone for 15 minutes in pennies? No, but I've stood next to thousands or hundreds of people for a much shorter period of time. Yeah, but that's what they're saying. If you no, are, but, you're, but you're missing the point I'm making. You, It doesn't matter whether you're standing beside somebody for five hours or five minutes. If they've COVID-19, you have a good chance of catching it, right? Okay? Right. Okay, but if you're standing beside lots of people, even for a short period of time, that increases the risk. So the more people or the more traffic that's in the, the venue or the place, of course that increases the risk. So Penny's probably has a much higher risk than a small gastro or a small wet pub in, yeah, the, in rural Ireland somewhere. The difference being, Niall, right? If you go into a pub, you have a higher chance because after four, five, six, seven, eight times, your inhibitions, your everything is lowered. So you don't you don't really care who you're standing next to and you're chatting away and you're touching and you're feeling and you're you know Okay, and is that is that not your responsibility and your personal responsibility? Because you've already told me you're terrified. Yeah, I but that's So if you if you start having a few beers with your rugby uh, pals and you start getting all huggy and feely and I'm I'm just saying that's your responsibility. That's nobody else not my problem. What about yeah, what about the what about the the, the, the married couple that goes for their for their uh, weekly drink? Who are like are they? Why are they being targeted? But they're not mixing our their inhibitions don't 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 drop. So I think that's a very assumptuous statement for you to say. In fairness, and is yeah. everyone go to the pub on 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 the pub? Are you there to well, chat well, women or something? Do, so? do you turn around and say, okay, the married couple that have been coming in here, they can come in, but everybody else can't. You can well, you're turn saying, that you're, well. you're saying, but your, the sense, your, your view is that the, the the crowd that goes to a pub are people that they lower their ambitions and they're touching each other and everything like that. I mean, that's, as Manuel correctly said, it's your personal responsibility. And the same could be said about any public place. <laughs> if you want to touch your... Yeah, friends, you want to start feeling people up in Benny's, you far away. But you know, what, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Okay, and what about the... Do you wear... Uh, Angela, do you go out much? Yeah, well... Not much into to big areas. I'll go in shopping, but I have my mask on. I have my gloves. I have everything, and I'm in and out. That's and you wear you wear your gloves. Yeah. So when you walk into a shopping centre or into pennies, you have a pair of gloves on you. Just going into Tesco's, and that's it. See, we we had the discussion about gloves to with a professor from Oxford. I think it was going back about two months ago in relation to gloves. And right. he believed the idea of wearing them was pointless, unless you're doing surgery. That because you might as well be using your skin to touch it, because the whole idea of wearing gloves, like if you go into a deli counter, for example, the girl that wears the gloves, right, the guy that wears the gloves, who's breaking your, you know, putting the stuff in your roll for you, they'll change the gloves after every customer. So the idea is that you don't cross-contaminate, okay? So that's why they wear gloves. But you're going into Tesco's, you're picking up the bread and having a squeeze of it, picking up your packet of cornflakes, putting it in your trolley, holding your trolley with your gloves on, then you're touching your face. She might as well not have your gloves on. What's the difference? What, what difference does it actually make? What difference does it make to wear the gloves? When I go in, I don't squeeze the bread. I pick up bread and put it in. Well, then why are you wearing gloves then if you're not touching them? I, 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 I mean, I don't... 
don't, I mean, the, 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 common, don't touch your face then. If you, if you are frightened, and that's fair enough, don't touch your face. But it's easier with the gloves on that you don't. Why? But you, okay, so you're walking through Tesco's and you get an itchy nose. What do you do? Or you want to fix your mask. What do you do? Do you take your gloves off, fix your mask and put your gloves back on? No, I don't. I do it with the, you know, where you cough into your hand. No, but you want to, let's say if you need to fix your mask, it slips down off your nose and you need to fix it. What do you yeah. do? Do you take your gloves off and then fix your mask and put your gloves back on again? No, I shove them back up with that corner too. Put a mask on. Try I'm, I'm just saying, I don't see the point of wearing gloves. <laughs> you might as well be using your skin because it's the, as long as you disinfect your hands going in and disinfect them going out, which is good practice anyway. Oh, I do that as well. I disinfect my hands. And I then you put the gloves on. And when I come out, when I come out... Are, you, are you performing surgery in Tesco's? <laughs> All right, I got I to take a quick break. Look, it's good practice to disinfect your hands. Everybody should wash their hands, disinfect your hands. It's good practice to do anyway. As human beings, we should have always been doing that. We shouldn't have been had to be told to be washing our hands in the first place. Let me get back to the pub, by the way. Uh, do you believe the pubs should be open? So he says, no, you're absolutely right about pennies. The person says, but, but what if that somebody in pennies then went into a small bar. Ha-ha! Uh, say there, but Angela, if you can, let me go to Dermot. Dermot, you're on Classic Kids. Dermot, uh, good decision, bad decision. Angela believes it's the best decision ever. Uh, well, obviously not the best decision ever, but it's a good decision to keep them closed. Poxy decision. S- sorry, Dermot? A poxy decision. Absolutely brutal. Poxy decision, okay. Yeah. In no uncertain terms. Right, okay. And, and it affects you indirectly as well as a taxi driver, of course. Oh, cliche, you have skin in the game. Yeah, and it made the skin of the game a different. That's all there is to it. And how? I mean, with the gastro pubs open, have you got some business back? None. No, absolutely not. No business at all back. Right. Okay. So, and you were hoping that this might have helped a little bit. Yeah, but it has absolutely no, not one iota of it of a, of a help to me. Right. Okay. Um, um, and what do you think of what Angela is saying that basically you know this is the best decision that the risk is too high you know with the cases across Europe going up and there is no doubt by the way Leo Varadka chose his words carefully today when he said the number of cases across Europe have gone up but the number of deaths is going down still going down look I'm I'm really really fucking pissed off at this and forget Angela Angela's talking to her arse Angela's a middle if Angela wants to get hysterical I let let Angela reply to that in her answer already let Angela sit at home and do her knit and twiddle her tongues people like her this is is the the hysteria of this fucking thing that uh, you know Angela going oh well I'm I'm, I'm terrified I'm terrified well be fucking terrified and sit at home and do sweet FA for yourself and leave it to the rest of us but I have skin in the game and I'm down, I would say, probably 400 a week, every week, with these bulbs, since, since, uh, with these bulbs closed. And I would absolutely 100% say to, to any taxi driver out there living or listening to go out and support, and I will be one of them, support the, the, um, the publicans if they come to Dublin to march on it. Like, action needs to be taken. I mean, you know, with all due respect, when it came to the Black Lives Matter, there was no problem getting five or 6,000 people out marching up O'Connor Street and the whole lot. But yet they're destroying a, a serious section of our economy here and nobody gives a fuck. Nobody gives a bollocks. Well, Angela, I, okay, well, Angela, okay, let Angela respond to what you said. Angela, if you want to be terrified and sit at home doing your knitting, you far away and do that, but yeah. let, let him go do his job. But I haven't been affected by this dermot like. No, hold on a second. No, let her respond. Let her respond. You've had your talk. Now shut your hole. 
right? You can swear at me, I can swear at you. I'm all for it. You swear away. Okay, okay, okay. Let's not swear at each other at all, okay? Okay, so I just respond to what he says. You can stay at home and do your knitting if you're that terrified. I'm not doing my knitting, actually. I'm not back to work. I can't go back to work because of it, right? So while you're toddling on your fat ass around the taxi, I'm sitting at home waiting to go back to work. So don't you sit there and judge me when you don't know me. Right. All I'm saying is, I don't want to get it. I don't want any of my family to get it. And if I want to stay away from everyone for it, I can't. And if I'm happy that the pubs are closed, that's my business. But don't you come on here swearing at me and telling me what to do when you don't know my circumstances. You it's don't know what like I you. do. It's people like you that has this. Uh, has this decision made? People that well, no, no, and well, hang on. It's not people like Angela. You have to remember that you know there there are warnings going out from the government. The people making the decisions are Michal Martin currently at the moment, obviously in Neffet, uh, and yeah. Leo Varadkar. These are the people making the decisions, not Angela. I'm just just telling you what how she feels about it. She's not the one making the decisions, Dermot. Well, that's fine. Okay, if Angela, if Angela feels that way, that's fine. Simple as. Yeah, okay, well, so, and she's entitled to feel. If she wants, if she, if Angela wants to have a level of fear about this, that's her prerogative. Everybody has a level of fear, and Angela's saying, "Well, I don't want to get the virus." Do you think I want to get the virus? No, I don't. But I don't sit at home. I get out and I work and I get on with life. And that's I the way can't this work is. at the moment, Dermot. I well, I'm can't. Sure you can't work at the moment, whatever you do for a living, and that's fine. And if you cannot work whatever business you happen to be in, well, okay. Well, then that's wrong, Angela, because you should be able to work. Because at the I end of the day... Well, I mean, let me ask you a question. Angela, if you worked in a job, let's say, I don't know, a job that was back open again, uh, you know, if you worked in a, a gastro pub or a restaurant or something like that, would you go back to work? I'd have to. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the, okay, so you, you would go back to work. I would have to go back to work. Yeah, okay. You know, but my thing is, like, Somebody coming on here and telling me to set my own and keep fecking knitting. That's not it. You know, and it's people like you, Dermot, that annoy everybody else. Thinking that you're entitled. Well, see, yeah, but isn't this the sad part about it? Me and Angela can have a little bit of a debate, and you come on, Dermot, and I'm having a go at you, but you have a go at Angela. I mean, isn't that exactly what's happening currently in society? There are those who are worried about it, there are those who are not so worried about it, and everybody's turning against each other. Well, yeah. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this decision is is pro people that I wouldn't say that are, are worried about it. Everybody's worried about it. But the the hysteria line, who who are well, buying into hysteria. Line, but the bottom line is serious. That if, on today's decision, the pubs are closed for fucking good. Every pub is closed for good unless this is turned around. And the reason it's closed for good is exactly what you said, Niall. That we're never going to have zero cases. Never going to have zero cases while this virus is on this planet. And if this virus is, is, we still have this virus next year and the year after, and people say we could have it for 10 years, we might have it for the rest of our fucking days on this planet, then what? Are the you know what, Dermot, it would be nice, it would be nice if you came on and had a disagreement like myself and Niall did without getting yeah. on your high horse and swearing at everyone. I'm making a very valid point. I happen to make it very, very loudly or very whatever. And I'm pissed off, Angela, because, like I say, the old cliche, I have skin in the game. I, even if I didn't have skin in the game, where I was losing money because of this decision, I'd still be pissed off because they're destroying thousands of lives that will never, ever come back. 
for for that very obvious reason. But, but I mean, Angela, okay, he make, he makes the point that you know the idea is that the government said they don't want to go backwards; they want to go forwards. The case, there's obviously cases still in society. So in a year's time, if we still have cases, which we could most likely, because the virus is probably not just going to go away, um, it'll always be with us, and there are always going to be cases. Are we going to keep the pubs closed? Are we going, then going to decide, Asher, look, we better open them because there's always going to be cases. And then we probably would be saying, Asher, we should have opened them last year. Asher, what difference would it have made? Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I do. I totally understand. If, and, I, and I would agree with, I would agree with Michal Martin and I would agree with, uh, rarely uh, would, I, would I agree with Leo Varadkar, but I would agree. If people were literally dropping dead on the streets, I would yeah. agree with them. But that's yeah. not the case. I know that. But I think what I felt, I'll be honest, I felt a couple of weeks ago, I was looking forward to the pubs opening. I was, because the cases were going down. But they're slowly creeping back up again. Yeah, so and it's not, it's, not the, it's not the fault of the pubs. The pubs are closed and have been closed since March. And now the, 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 uh, now the figures are slightly on the, on the rise. Who are you blaming the pubs for? They're not even open. Exactly. They're not open. Yeah. But, but I, there are, as again, can I point out to the contact tracing, there has been no evidence that any of the cases, the new cases over the last uh, five or six days, the small increase that there's been, have actually come from pubs at all, or restaurants for that matter. Let me go to Margaret. Margaret, you're on Classic Kids. Stay there, please, lads and ladies. Sorry, Margaret, go ahead. Hello, Niall. How are you? Good. Margaret, are, are you happy to hear the news or are you sad to hear the news that the pubs are staying closed? I'm delighted. I you're delighted? Yes, delighted. Why, why, why would you be delighted? Yes. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. exactly what I said, yes. And why, I mean, I can understand people thinking it might be the right decision, but why would you be delighted that people's livelihoods are on the line? I am one of these people. And the chap that was on there, I prefer to be to course at me, first of all. Well, I last year, but not to course at you. Okay, yeah, Yeah, okay. uh, He can make his point. Well, please don't use language at me. Yeah. One thing I will not tolerate. Okay, okay? you know, okay. I, th- I think so, he'll respect anyway, that. Okay, I'm okay. one of these uh, people that is a vulnerable person. I am not over 65 years of age. Excuse me. Excuse okay, me. Okay, hang on just for a second, David. Hang on for a second, David. Yeah, okay, so you're um, a vulnerable person, yeah. I have had cancer in 2018, uh, lung cancer, and... Um, a uh, fortnight ago, um, I have had an eye infection on my left eye, and I was sent into the Matter Hospital um, with the eye infection. And because I had a cough, um, they took blood for the COVID-19, and they done an ECG uh, because I was quite out of breath as well. But I had a blockage on the left side of my heart. Um, okay, so sa- moment, sadly, you've had you a know? few. You've had a few problems. I've had a few health issues. Yeah. Okay, but Margaret, yeah. wouldn't it be fair to say, so, even without COVID nineteen, that you have to be very conscious of your environment? I look, I would. Yes, I would. Yeah. Yes, I'm very aware of of. And can I can I also say something? Can I also say something without disrespecting you? And I don't want to disrespect you, right? So please don't think that I'm trying to. That no, no, that no. light. There are many people in this country who would be immune compromised, like yourself. Of but course, the, but yeah. the country can't revolve around people, sadly, no, who are in that no, situation. Not, no, no. no. We're all born to die. You well, know? well, we are. We're dying from the day we're born. Yeah. Yes, yes. You know, and I mean, and I don't, know, I don't I, want you to die, Margaret. By the way. No, <laughs> but I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we all want to live the best life we can. Yeah. Um, and live a good life, you know. 
and there are people who stay off the beaten track, as we say, as we all know. But what, what would be the, the risk? I don't want to talk about you personally because obviously you're an exceptional case, Margaret, because you are very vulnerable and you have to be careful anyway, no matter whether the pubs are open, the shops are open, it doesn't matter, you have to be careful, right? But what would be the extra risk of wet pubs opening when the other pubs have been open for three weeks anyway and seem to have posed no risk? Well, now, I have a wee problem because my birthday is on Sunday, okay? Yes. And I will be 63 on Sunday. Happy birthday. Uh, thank you very much, and I'm delighted to meet the, the age I'm at. Delighted because my own mother, God died at 61. And what are you going to do for your birthday? Uh, actually, my sister and her family and we're all going out for uh, lunch. It, and where and go, are you going to a pub? We're going to the Black Bull in Drogheda. Right, okay, lovely place. Okay, yeah, so, um, so, yeah, so you're telling me you're delighted to see that those, some pubs were kept closed, but you're going out to one on no, Sunday. No, 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 but I'm afraid. I'm but afraid. You're afraid? And I am afraid. Okay, all right, okay. My sister, have you told your you sister know, you're afraid? I have, I have. I've spoken to my sister. So she has contacted the management in, 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 in the bowl. Yeah. In, in, in Drada, and... They have a place put aside. Aside for you. And, and ver- that's fair play to them for being accommodating, right? And, you know, you don't have to go either, Margaret. If you feel, if you genuinely feel fear, you know, it's entirely up to you. You don't have to I go. I feel quite vulnerable. And yeah. I talk would you not have had the party in the house? Me? Yeah, would you not have had I people mean, over? I love a party. So I'm, I don't drink, you see. I'm a pioneer on Right, okay. Life. Everybody else will be drinking. Neither here nor there. See, the risk the risk you have when you're going out to the Black Bull um, in Drada is not going to be the Black Bull in Drada or the venue or the tables or the chairs. The risk is going to be the other people that are there. Well, you see... That's the risk. It's where they've been is the risk. But I, I have my mask, I have my gloves, I have... Mm-hmm. I've all my things. Okay. And okay. I, I, okay. Um, well, I, 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 I'm not trying to cut you short, but I want to get back to what we're actually talking about. So, okay. I appreciate you're going to go. You have a bit of fear, and I understand that. But by the way, just to mention as well, I don't see any mention here of cases in Drada at the moment. So you're, you're probably safe enough, right? But that's entirely your decision, right? But in relation to the other pubs opening, you know, it's unfair on these people. I mean, these people have livelihoods, Margaret. They've been closed now for six you can months. Do what the other public can do is what other other pubs, probably run pubs, have done. And um, I know one particular pub have done it, and where the family run pub has been closed since the shutdown. And what they have decided to do to try and draw some business in is have a coffee shop and snacks, and they also have ice cream parlour. So they're serving coffee and ice cream instead of pints. But they can't, they literally are not allowed, by law, I don't know who's letting them do that, by law they're not allowed to let anybody on the premises. It's a licensed premises. Like if I owned a wet pub, I can't open and sell ice cream and coffee because the people are on the premises. That's what they're doing. Well, if they're doing that, it's kind of illegal. I, I wish you well, by the way, and happy birthday, and I hope your party goes well. I don't want Dermot to, to argue with you, and I understand Dermot would like to have not an argument with you, but disagree with you. But I, but I don't want to. I want to have a little bit of respect. Okay, uh, so say there, please, Dermot. Noel, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Noel? How's it going? Uh, Noel, should the pubs be open? All of them. All of them. Yes, because 
I'm just looking at where I am. Uh, the hotels are full, the restaurants are full, the gastro pubs are full. Mm-hmm. Like they're all jammed Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. No, well, well, Friday and Saturday all, for sure, yeah. Yeah, if all the pubs were open, then the social distancing would be much easier to control. Well, of course, because you're diluting the problem. Yeah, and you'd have a hell of a lot less house parties. Michael Martin made the point tonight that there was no scientific proof that uh, closing the pubs or opening the pubs would result in less house parties. I mean, what plan is the end? But the reason they're having so many house parties is because the pubs are closed. Well, the young, younger people, but I think that with the, the house parties, it's a lot more than just pubs. I think younger people, like students, are missing the um, nightclubs. Not just, I mean, the, the nightclubs obviously are part of this too, you know. Um, I mean, so there's no nightclubs for them to go. Cinemas, for example, you can go to the cinema at the moment, but the great respect, maybe it's just me, but I've looked around. There's nothing on the cinema. They're showing old movies. No, there's not. Okay. <laughs> Whose line is that? It's very bad there. Sorry, are you there, No. I am, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I, I think there's a lack of places for young people to go, so I think that's why they're resorting to these house parties. Yeah, see, there's always house parties. Like yeah, young, oh, yeah, yeah, young, always will be, yeah. Yeah, young people had what they call pre-drinks. Right? So but they're called drank. prinks. Yeah, prinks. <laughs> they had them while, while they were getting ready to go out, right? Whereas now they're just having drinks because they're not going out. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, they're making a day out of it now, and they're having a tour like, so we're actually spreading the virus. Because they're going to the first pub and having a bite to eat, something small. 105 minutes, yeah. Yeah. And then move on to the next pub and have something else small. Yeah. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, sorry, James. Yeah, just a, a quick one. Is it possible because, is it against your constitutional rights in this state to um, earn a living? In other words... To be denied the right to earn a living. And the state deny you a right to earn a living. I tell you what, I hope on Thursday I'll be speaking to a human rights lawyer who we'll have on yep. the air on Thursday night and I'll put that very question to him. Oh, absolutely. It should be put to somebody and somebody out there should take a test case. Well, he'll be on the air. He'll be on the air on Thursday night. Hopefully, uh, he'll be, he's a human rights lawyer. Uh, hopefully on Thursday night. I'm hoping to have him on Thursday night. Um, and uh, he shall maybe answer that question. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if, if, if this, I'm telling you... But if, I think if, in a national health emergency, I think the government do have the right to make decisions and pass legislation. Now, the sunset clause on the legislation ends, I believe, in November, but they'll probably renew it. Um, the, all the legislation that you're seeing being brought in at the moment is being brought in under the Emergency Legislation Act, which and that <laughs> act can only be brought in temporarily to deal with a pandemic or deal with a health emergency. It also it also begs the question, and I know you're going to probably shoot me on this one uh, or whatever, but all we have no transparency on these cases. We are taking it verbatim. That when you say transparency, what do you mean? As in, we have no proof. Now, you might say, actually, that's bullshit. But we have absolutely no... No, no, you have, we, we take the word of the the, the data that we're given by the uh, Deputy Chief Medical Officer. Yeah, that's right. And it's a very simple thing to just say that on such and such a day... I doubt he's, day, in fairness, I doubt he's making it up. Well, I thought you might say that. I thought you might say well, that. Well, no, no, Dermot, I, I mean, in fairness, if they were going to make it up, they probably would... would like, if you, if you really wanted to scare people and make false things up, they, they would have said there's 20 people dead or 30 people dead. 
they're not saying that. I mean, nobody, like, as I said, since Thursday, nobody's died. Like and and they, they tell you every day where the cases are. Um, the majority of the cases over the last two days have been in Kildare. There's obviously yeah. a, a cluster in Kildare. So, you yeah. know. But do, do, does the honesty think that they're just making this up and don't want people working for the laugh of it? Like, I mean, I that, that is a ridiculous statement to make. Yeah, well, I'm sure I'm making a lot of ridiculous statements tonight, Angela. But let me tell you, dear, I don't trust the government. And this is bordering on dictatorship that these people can just make a, a decision like this. And for a better word, in a stroke of a pen, they can, they can ruin people's lives. By the way, just to mention as well, other restrictions. The Taoiseach has confirmed this evening that Cyprus, Malta, Gibraltar, Monaco and San Marino have now all been removed from the green list. I don't think they've added anywhere to it. So we're now down to five countries, which, by the way, is a bit of a pain in the ass if you were heading off to any of those countries, uh, you know, on the proviso that when you come back, you could go to work. No, you can't. You have to isolate for two weeks. If you're away at the moment in Cyprus, Malta, Gibraltar, Monaco or San Marino, you now have to obviously restrict your movements for 14 days when you return home. So you wouldn't have thought that when you went away, but now you know you have to. Uh, John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? Hi, how are you, sir? Uh, John, I mean, good, bad decision to keep the pubs closed. It just, well, the word, uh, people are texting in the word indefinitely because there doesn't seem to be an end to it. And even Michal Martin says he can't give any guarantees whether they leave and be open this year. No, first of all, um, in fairness, simply we don't always agree and stuff like But look, yeah, but in fairness, like he's providing a service, like, and the service is pretty limited as regards the customers he's getting you now, like, I mean, his livelihood is down. But he's out there, like, and he's put himself at risk. I presume he's wearing a mask, like. He's, he could stay at home and sit and watch Netflix all day long or whatever, but the man is out there, like, trying to earn a living. He's providing a service for the people who are out there that need a cab, right? So let's get that out of the way. Okay, he's passionate, and he used a couple of efforts, so what, big deal? We can all get passionate about stuff. There isn't nothing wrong with that, like, so... I don't know why people are coming down, and but just this whole thing. At this moment, precise time, there are four people in ICU beds. Only four in the whole country over a population of five million. Mm-hmm. Four people in ICU. Let me repeat that. Right? This and is with COVID, this is in relation to COVID nineteen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Four people, and we were told the other night. Remember the famous when he appeared over in America that there would be ten thousand of us dying. Mm-hmm. He told us that. He frightened the shit. Out of everyone that was listening and looking at that press conference that night. Oh, right? yeah, ICU would be at capacity yeah. and no, all sorts of carry on. Yeah, that never happened. I was one time while ago. I was listening to you and it was Stephen Dunley came on prime time, of course, who will never come on. You, you couldn't get Hollister on before, right? I'm a bit disappointed and, with Stephen as a health minister. We couldn't, you know, we spoke to him many times before he became Minister for Health. And once he became Minister for Health, we can't seem to get him on the this, air now. This, this guy was an independent before, though, no extra. And I guarantee you, if he was still an independent, he would be shouting the road now, with you on the radio. But you yeah. know, something happens in the psyche once they join the party, especially the like of the blue shots of Fianna Fáil. I watched him tonight while he was listening to you at the same time. He was asked by David McCollum prime time. He said, uh, can you give a time limit on the pubs? He said, it's a, it's, it's a dynamic. He said, but can you give a time limit? No, he said, because it's a dynamic. A dynamic? So, what does that even mean? In, in other words, like, I mean, like, I mean, that it's forever changing, like, I mean, the human, it's oh, open ended. So, I mean, yeah. where, where, are we, where are we going? Not alone, the, 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 like, there's a lot of people, and Jesus Christ, I hope I'm wrong, like, but that they will, you know, they will commit suicide over this because they lose their business. A lot of I mean, businesses that they had for years and years and years. But also, the fact that, I mean, the mental health of people in rural Ireland, 
And what about the music industry? Like, I mean, if they do open up the pubs eventually, it'll be another Christ knows how long before all the musicians and DJs are allowed in. All those people, many of who I know here in Cork, are all out of work. There's no future for them, like. Okay, so, well, okay, well, hang on one time. So, sorry, uh, Angela, hang on. Uh, Dermot, you want to say something there? Go ahead. Yes, well, 100%, John O'D. We, we don't always agree, but you know what? You're on the ball there. And I, I, I meant to say that, aside from the, the owners and the, all the staff at the pubs, the, all the people that in, employed in the music business, the entertainment business, they're out of work. Everybody's out of work. Yeah. And the very people that are making this decision are the government, and I'll go back to, to on my point that I said before, who have not taken one fucking red cent of a pay cut in, to go out in um, sympathy, empathy with our, with, our, with our citizens of this country. Every single one of them. Okay, well, uh, well, hang on, Angela. You want to say something to John there? He believes it's a bad decision and that many people will lose their livelihoods and take their own lives and depression. And I do, I do. And I'm it's a very serious subject, you know what I mean? For, for jumping down throat and that, that. We're all passionate here. And, you know, I don't want to see anyone out of business. I'm out of work. You know, I know Dermot is struggling as well. And I apologise for that. You know, me back yeah, is... Angela, Angela, I apologise to you. Uh, the reason yeah. I ah, there you go. Give each other a hug and it's all <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> the, reason, the, reason, the, the reason I blew a gasket when I came on was because I'd been listening for 20 minutes of the show and the anger just built up on me and built up on me and built up on me and I let fly. Ah, well, I, just, I felt so sorry for Deirdre earlier on who owns a pub. Right, the woman's crying, for God's sake. But it's just my feeling that I'm just going another... I don't want it. Let me say it now. I do not want it to go further than the 30th of August. I don't. I truly and genuinely I, don't. I think it will, Angela. That's the problem. I guarantee you, know, it it we'll, be back, we'll be back on this show having the same conversation again. No, we won't, because I'll tell you now, John, if it's the 30th of, of August and they're not open, you will definitely hear a change, in my opinion. Well, I'll tell you what, the, the lady that was on, first of all, what you there tonight, Deirdre. said about they're going to Dublin, yeah, right? Yep. They need to do that now. Not wait for another month. Like They need to get on the streets, and they need to... Well, I would actually do if I was them. I'll have a meeting, like, to do the memos, everyone. With the, the, you should advise them, John. You're the professional protester. You well, should You should advise them. Well, what I would advise them to do is open their doors and invite all their customers in. If the girls come in, tell the girls to get out of my premises. I but, well, like, let me, can, I, can I point out, obviously, I can't advocate that because uh, it would be illegal, yeah, but... I know that, but I mean, for, they could make a statement by opening every single pub in Ireland and say, mm. we are not putting up with it. This is like Peter Finch with the famous film and burn network. He stuck his head out the window and he says, I'm mad as hell and I'm not taking it anymore. Yeah. Okay, all right. Listen, thanks very much, everybody. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, John, and, and also Dermot, and everybody else who got involved. The, the overwhelming majority of people, by the way, we struggle to find anybody who agreed with Angela. Uh, I'm sorry, Angela. Um, the overwhelming majority of people uh, completely disagree with the decision that the government had made tonight in relation to the pubs. Everybody accepts there's a risk. Everybody accepts that. You know, and there's a risk to life. And there's a risk going forward. You know, there's a new virus. There's always been risks. But as human beings... You know, we step out onto the street, we step out and we meet other people and we shake other people's hands and we open doors that somebody else has opened. There's always a risk that we're going to contract a virus, be it bacterial or viral or whatever it is that we happen to contract. There's always a risk that we could die from that. Obviously, that risk increases when we have a new virus like COVID-19. So the risk goes up again. But I'm sure, you know, like every other virus that came along, 
it'll take us a long time to get to the bottom of it. Maybe come up with a vaccine that could take 20, 30 years. It could be next year. It could be the year after. We don't know. There's no point in talking about a vaccine when we don't know when it'll be. Uh, you know, there might be never be a silver bullet. There might never be a cure. I mean, you take HIV as a classic example of a virus. I mean, it took 30 years, 30 years to find a decent working treatment for HIV. 30 years. Uh, there may be a vaccine for HIV in the next few years. Hopefully there will be, um, which will stop people from actually getting it in the first place. Thankfully, people generally don't, well, in the Western world, don't contract AIDS anymore from HIV. Very few people die from it, thankfully, now. But it does mean uh, lifelong treatment. Have to take tablets for the rest of your life to keep it under control and keep the symptoms under control. Um, other viruses that have been out there, we still have the flu, which is technically a pandemic as well, by the way, or an epidemic, certainly anyway, um, that has been going around for the last 100 years. Every year kills approximately 400 to 700,000 people, particularly bad flu season 17 and 18, or, uh, where we had hundreds of people died in this country and thousands of people all around the, whole, the, the world, almost, um, I think, 700,000 people or something like that in 17, 18, I think it was. Um, we have cancer, which kills people. 30% of the people who die in this country. Heart disease, um, lung cancers, we smoke, we don't ban them. In other words, the point is there's a trade-off in life. We drive cars that go fast, well, fast enough to kill human beings. Uh, we could easily stop that tomorrow by turning around and banning any car from going over five kilometres an hour. But then life wouldn't work would it too well. We wouldn't get from A to B very fast and you know, commerce wouldn't work. So we, we, we trade off. There's trade-offs in life. We get up in aeroplanes, which are pieces of tin which fly in the air. Every now and again, one of them falls out of the sky. If that happens, 300 people are goners. You're not going to survive that one. But it's a risk. When we, went to, when we get onto a plane, we all go, <gasps> when the plane is taking off, we, <gasps> when the plane is landing, because that's the risk we take as human beings. We're willing to take that risk that every now and again, one of those pieces of steel will fall out of the sky and we're all in it and we'll all die. I mean, if you added up the amount of people over time that have been killed in airplanes, it's quite a substantial amount of people. But we take that risk as human beings. This is just another risk we're going to have to take as a human being. And yes, I think everybody agreed at the start of this lockdown and restrictions, what the government are doing, because we faced something of uncertainty and the unknown. But I think we have a very good idea now at this stage what we're dealing with. And if we look across Europe at the moment, we're seeing an increase in cases. But the logical explanation for that by most experts in Europe and epidemiologists, not the ones in Ireland, unfortunately, but the ones across Europe, the logical explanation is because other countries are now lifting their restrictions, starting to see tourism move back into Europe again, you know, with green list countries, etc., etc. We are starting to see an increase in cases. But thankfully, we're seeing a decline in deaths. So that means one of two things. The virus has got weaker or indeed the age group being affected are younger, which are not really affected by it, thankfully. And we can see that in the cases here. The age group has got younger, which means that if people, generally speaking, under the age of 35, for example, are very little risk at all. Um, there was a research done in Korea between the age of 18 and 35. I think it was 85% of people don't even realise, or of people didn't even realise they had it. So in other words, they were asymptomatic. And, and I, I was listening to a professor from Switzerland talking about the fact of using even the word asymptomatic. He said it's the first time in history we've used the word asymptomatic. He said, how can you be asymptomatic? In other words, you're healthy, but you're sick. He said, if you're asymptomatic, you have no symptoms, which means you don't have an illness. And that was the point he was making. He didn't understand, he didn't understand why the word asymptomatic was being used. And the point is that the majority of people, these increase in cases we've seen during the week are younger people. 
or certainly under the age of 65 from the age groups that they've printed or in the, in the media over the last few days. So there are very little risk. They're probably not going to die, thankfully. And we have had nobody die in this country since Thursday. And even before that, I think there was a four or five day break where there was nobody died as well. So in the last couple of weeks, there's only been one or two people. And my condolences to all their families and friends, the people who died, because every life is valuable. But we have to put things into perspective. 90 people die every day in this country. 90 people every day. I don't see it on 6-1 News. But you don't tell us in 6-1 News how many people died of cancer today. How many people died of strokes, heart attacks, old age. People die of old age. The average life expectancy of a human being is 82 years of age. Anything past that, you're on a bonus. Really, isn't that the truth? So, the point is, we have to continue and there has to be a risk factor. Because if we don't, our economy goes down the toilet. If our economy goes down the toilet, and believe me, we have not seen what sort of recession will come with this. In a modern world, we should be able to deal with recessions better. We probably are able to deal with recessions better. If this had happened, say, or we had had these kind of restrictions on employment going back 30 years ago, we would have been into a massive depression. We may be able to handle this better because, of course, we're part of Europe and we're part of something bigger and it's a global economy now, so we may be able to handle it better. China have already bounced back. Their economy doesn't seem to be damaged at all by it, Um, which is quite surprising. Some people have suggested that every country should be suing China <laughs> because, of course, without China, this wouldn't be happening in the first place. If they had have actually stopped all the flights out of Wuhan to other countries in the world when they realised what was going on, we might not have happened. They stopped people leaving the region of Wuhan, but not leaving the bloody country. But I think, you know, at this stage, we have to look and base things on science. And if science tells us something, yes, well and good, let's do it. That's probably the right thing to do. But we're basing a lot of it on guesswork. And as was mentioned today, none of the cases or the increase in cases over the last two weeks have come from restaurants or bars. So why restrict restaurants and bars? Why aren't we restricting shops? Why aren't we saying to pennies, you can reduce half the amount of people that you let in every day? We're not doing that, and rightly so, by the way. We have to continue and allow the risk to happen because, let's be clear about it, the more people that get it, the less people that will get it. Does that make sense? Eventually, at some point over the next 20 years, if indeed this virus lasts 20 years, and some experts say it could, we could all get it. And hopefully, we'll all get very mild symptoms. And hopefully, they're right, and you can only get it once. Hopefully. So in other words, the more people that get it, the less people will get it. And eventually, the virus, when everybody, or we get to a herd immunity stage, at some point in the future, if we don't manage to get a vaccine or a cure, it'll burn itself out, it'll have nobody left. And just like the Spanish flu and many other flus before that or any other viruses, should I say, before that, um, it will disappear. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.